This time of year is always fraught with excitement, some discipline, and quite often a gamble or two. For most of us, we're either getting ready or already into planning for next year. Our industry meetups and conferences are back, and we look forward to seeing the newest products and those we've somehow missed. When we return from our travels, we all gather back with our teams to decide how we're going to rise above the clutter of the marketplace. The trouble is, we're all pretty much looking at the same products and tools with the same hope that they will make a difference. I hope my fellow vendors will forgive me when I say, they're not going to make a difference. More than likely, your competition will like the same slot machines and the same new technology. The good news is that you have the power to make that difference. You just may not realize it. Welcome to Drive Time Marketing. Welcome to Drive Time Marketing. Tips, tricks, and tools to take your marketing to new and profitable destinations. Welcome to this week's edition of Drive Time Marketing. As I was saying before the intro, we're all going to be contemplating the same identical games for our casino floors, and in many cases, the same marketing tools. But it's not all bad news because, armed with a lot of sameness, you also have something that can make a huge difference in whether you win the day. It's your brand. Not your logo or your ad campaign, but leveraging your brand as the business. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Because today we're talking about Jules rules number four, you must operationalize your brand. The process of building a brand requires you to not only set a strategy and position, but to operationalize it. More than a logo on the sign or an advertising campaign, operationalization is about how your brand becomes the culture of the organization. To quote my hero, Denise Leon, it's about putting your brand to use as a management tool and getting the most value out of it. Her book, What Great Brands Do, points out that by limiting the definition of your brand to this external surface level, you can fail to realize its full business value. The brand becomes the driver of decisions because more than just being communicated to employees, they've internalized it. In effect, it allows your brand to come to life and enables you to deliver on the brand promise. Unfortunately, few companies actively align the brand vision with the operations vision. A few years ago, Gallup's State of the American Workplace report indicated that only 22% of U.S. employees strongly agreed that their company's leaders had a clear direction for their organization. And if you're really honest, it might not be such a stretch to find the same feeling in your organization. Why? Because vision and purpose statements are often decided by a small group of executives. The vision is then pushed down to the rest of the organization in a variety of ways, from memos to pep rallies to swag. The intention and hope is that it will become adopted but the vision rarely achieves the buy-in we need because we fail to include a significant number of people as we shape the vision and the purpose and direction for the organization. I'll give you a personal example. If you peek into my guest room closet, you'll find albums upon albums upon albums. My mother loved to take pictures. I do too, although now they're all in the form of cloud images. 
Kodak was an important brand in our lives, even before I knew what a brand was. It's really easy to assume that Kodak failed because it missed the digital age. And did you know that Kodak actually developed the first digital camera in 1975? 75. I think it failed because it focused too much on products and not enough on their brand. They were so narrowly focused on being a film company that they lost sight of the fact that they were in the memory keeping business. Six years after the development of that first digital camera, the company's own internal research predicted that digital would do great harm to the film business. So the company responded by investing into digital image research and filing over a thousand digital imaging patents, continuously extolling their commitment to engineering excellence and the company's quote unquote core competencies. Not once did they adapt to the opportunities by reaffirming the brand's reason for being, helping customers savor and continue to enjoy the emotional experiences beyond the events themselves through the photography. By the time they jumped on the digital camera bandwagon, it was loaded with competition chasing a fickle younger consumer when baby boomers were their fans. Great brands operationalize and succeed. In many ways, operationalization of your brand can carry you from good to great. Great brands tend to have above average profit margins within their respective categories. Take a look at the various rankings of brands and you'll find a wide swath of companies that have created a culture around their brands. Companies like Zappos and Ikea Patagonia, and yes, even Starbucks. They can recover from a crisis a little easier because they built a solid branded operations and decision-making engine. Employee retention and productivity are additional benefits of operationalized brands. 37 Signals, who you may not know, but they're a parent of a software company called Basecamp, has cultivated a distinct culture based on their brand, making collaboration productive and enjoyable. With a small number of employees, they have created such traction around their values and operations that they're able to be more efficient and effective, lowering the cost of recruiting retention and motivation while benefiting from a high revenue per employee measurement. And operationalizing your brand isn't hard per se, but it does take dedication. After this quick message from Erica, I'll share a couple of ideas that you can use. Casino Marketing Bootcamp is a hit, so we're taking it on the road. Announcing regional and custom bootcamps built specifically for you and the topics on your mind. Click the link in our show notes for more information. How can you operationalize your brand? Start on the inside and cultivate a strong culture of stakeholders to influence everything that's done. Gather what I call a brand trust group. It's my play on brand and brain trust. Get it? This should be frontline and back of house employees. Through facilitated sessions focused on what's working, you should discuss the organization's strengths and aspirations. You should be able to identify the brand attributes that can become trainable behaviors that can then reinforce the brand in practice and influence future strategy. And make superior choices grounded in your brand. Don't chase trends that are not suited to your brand. Decide what you will or will not do based on the brand's guiding light so that you will attract customers rather than chase them. By being clear and consistent about who you are and what you stand for, you'll attract the consumers that fit your brand. Sweat the details that will continue to enhance the operation. Identify expectations that can be measured through a balanced scorecard framework that provides financial, customer, 
operational, and employee metrics. Benchmark at the start and continually analyze throughout the process. And don't forget that everyone is invited to the operationalization party. Company-wide engagement is a must. Operationalization of the brand cannot be relegated to the marketing department or the HR department or any one department. An executive leadership commitment is necessary. Properly operationalized, the brand will shape business objectives, direct strategic planning and allocation of resources. It can identify new opportunities as well as those that aren't well suited. It will allow your team to be focused on the right things and will foster alignment. I mean, think about the most remarkable brand experience you've been a part of recently. It could be opening the package that was delivered to your door. It could be visiting Legoland or Disney World or the Spam Museum. What made it remarkable? What stood out to you and why? And how do you make your operation remarkable? Patagonia sells high-end outdoor gear and clothing. It started in response to the simple need of the founder, but it has grown into a global company that has preserved its ideals while growing exponentially, incorporating transparency throughout the supply chain and remaining loyal to the trust customers have in them. I mean, we all know of the remarkable Black Friday campaign, where instead of promoting sales, the retailer encouraged people not to purchase new items, but to repair their existing belongings. With the hashtag better than new and anti-Black Friday, Patagonia brought its brand essence of responsible living to the forefront on one of the biggest shopping days of the year. And many businesses think building brands begins and ends with the logo, mostly because they think of themselves as a business and not a brand. To some, a brand is tied laundry detergent, not my body shop or my restaurant. Most assume branding is for the big boys with big budgets and a large appetite for advertising. So they develop the best logo they can afford, put it on a sign, open the doors, and call it a day. Branding, however, is important for businesses of all sizes. In the long run, it can increase the value of the company by creating trust, improving recognition, delivering a clear message, and motivating buyers. The immediate benefit is that it can provide direction for all employees and can make customer acquisition that much easier. Thanks for joining me and the Puppy Zoo on this week's Drive Time Marketing. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you for joining us on Drive Time Marketing. If you like what you heard today, rate and review so other marketers can find us. You can also sign up for our newsletter at the link in the show notes. And if you're looking for more in-depth knowledge and training, join us at our next Casino Marketing Bootcamp event. Until next time, keep driving towards your goals with great marketing.